Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter for A to Z Sports.com. And we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and threads for more Titans content. we got to thank our sponsors because they truly make it happen for us. And they help out all of you like Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to find out how much uh, where you can get your uh, new car and trade in your old car if you need to as well. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm to your health plans, get better with farm to your health plans at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Uh, and Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across the mid-state in Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro online at krebskubota.com. Sam, uh, I was kind of telling you, as we've approached this Derrick Henry opportunity for us and everybody in the fan base and the media that covers Derrick Henry, all the different shows that talk about the Tennessee Titans, we all knew this day was coming. And um, we'll hear from Derrick Henry here in a second. But I don't remember exactly how long ago, but a month-ish ago uh, or so, Sam, I got on here and I was just like, you know what? Titans fans need to show up for Derrick Henry. Remember that, Sam? Like, show up for Derrick Henry. He deserves uh, your best. And and so, like, I, you know, I'd said that in a moment, like, kind of organic, didn't plan to do that that day. But now we're here. And it's something that I'd kind of thought, like, all right, you know, we've done a million Derrick Henry shows. We've done a lot of Derrick Henry content over the last eight years. But now it is here. And, and Sam, like, you were at the press conference yesterday what was kind of the before we hear from Derek Henry at that press conference? What was the feeling around the rest of the media? This is just your second year uh, covering the Tennessee Titans for us, uh, but a lot of those media folks have been around for the entirety of Derek Henry's eight seasons thus far in Two Tone Blue. Yeah, I would say it was actually pretty positive. Uh, I mean, the I think any of any any sort of sentimental, uh, you know salute to Derrick Henry might take place after the game uh, on S- Sunday. Derrick speaks to the media after the game every week. Part of that is because Derrick himself was not wanting to reminisce too much here before he puts on the uniform in week 18 and plays uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But uh, it was his 30th birthday. He was at the podium speaking, uh, which I also found very kind of ironic and kind of funny that like he uh, goes throughout his entire Titans career and people are saying, well, how long can he do this? Right. How much tread is on the tires for Derrick Henry? Like he's approaching 30, he's getting up there in age and he has just continuously answered the bell, been awesome. uh, And been one of the game's top running backs uh, really for the last five, six years. Now the greater part of five or six years and for it to be like, oh, boom, this is the day that Derek is now a 30-year-old running back and hits his 30th birthday is also the same day he's addressing the media to talk about potentially his final game in a Titans uniform was uh, just very ironic. Uh, but yeah, he was pumped up about his birthday. He was positive about his birthday. So it was good, positive vibes. Uh, and I think everybody appreciated having what I think was maybe Derek's best press conference of the season uh, a couple days before what might be his final game with the Titans. Yeah, for sure. So let's hear uh, from Derek Henry yesterday on the potential last game for him. And, in and, one, and real quick, yeah. Karen yeah. said, Derek said he's not talking to me. He was joking about not talking to the media after the game. He was like, oh, what? yeah, I've, uh, I've got that in the clip because it was funny. Yeah. He uh, ended up just saying like, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'll talk to you guys. Right. Yeah, so yeah, he will. But there, you're right. There was a, a different like light, uh, a, a, a like not light of like bright, but weight of, I thought Derek Henry talking with you guys yesterday compared to a lot of the press conferences that he does. He's not the most energetic press conference uh, in eight years, but um, especially this season as, as rough as it's been, he's mobile. Uh, the night before his 30th birthday. So there's a lot of, not fourth straight, but fourth overall Pro Bowl. But here was Derrick Henry when asked about the potential of his last game on Sunday. What do you anticipate Sunday being like driving to the stadium, going through your regular motions, but but knowing there's there's at least potential that it's the last time you're doing it in the home locker room there? Um, yeah, yeah, I would just 
treat it as any in any other game. I'm not trying to try to get too caught up, get too overwhelmed, um, and just in, in, enjoy the moment. Um, you know, focus on finishing the season strong, going out there playing a good game overall as a team, and um, hopefully getting a win. And then after the game, um, having talked to no media, going straight home. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You think there'll be a, a moment somewhere along the way? I mean, there's obviously going to be an introduction and and, mm -hmm. and and some fanfare when you leave the field and stuff like that. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it's definitely going to be a moment. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, just last game of the season. Um, you no, know, I'll be free agent after this year. Um, been here eight years, so um, just be. Uh, Grateful to whoever shows up, and I know the fans are, are, are come out, and you know, hopefully, we put on the show, be able to uh, be able to finish strong. But I'm uh, just grateful for the whole process. Yeah, I mean, a really interesting, really, really good press conference, and something else, Austin, that I thought was good in that press conference that you kind of alluded to briefly was. We also asked about his Pro Bowl nod. It was this weird culmination of like three different things: final mm -hmm. game. Uh, of the season and potentially his tight career, his birthday, he just got picked for the Pro Bowl again. One thing that I thought was interesting was uh, Derek talked about being selected for the Pro Bowl and was like, yeah, I certainly appreciated it. I'm not too proud of the season that I've had, though. Like, he, he wasn't too pumped up about his performance or maybe didn't feel like he was worthy yeah. of going to the Pro Bowl. And I, I followed up with a question to him of like, hey, don't – do you have to have some self-forgiveness here? Show yourself a little grace. Like you might not be at where you were at two, three years ago, but just because you're not rushing for 2000 yards and running for 250 yards in a game doesn't mean you're not still one of the six or seven best runners in the league. And it's like, there's a Derrick yeah. Henry standard versus what the rest of the NFL perceives to be awesome. And I'm like, Derek, do you have to show yourself a little bit of grace to be like, all right, maybe it's a down year from my own standard, but like I'm still one of the best in the game. And he was like, "No, I'm my own worst critic. So <laughs> if I wasn't fueled for the future, I'm I'm extra fueled now." And that was kind of interesting to me. Of like, this is absolutely a guy who, turning 30 years old, knowing he's coming up on free agency, is not willing to lay down and is still like, "Hey." I'm I'm ready to get back to uh, the 2,000 yard Derrick Henry, and who knows what he would be able to do again behind a better offensive line. Yeah, uh, and then as, as you heard in that clip, not trying to get too sentimental just yet, trying to treat it like every other game, and make sure before he uh, worries about potentially being done, making sure he goes out with a bang. Yeah, right, and uh, he's still fifth in the NFL in rushing. Like that's the the most bizarre thing, and that, I think that tells you a lot about the game is that Derrick Henry behind this offensive line cracks a thousand, just over a thousand, not a lot over a thousand, just over a thousand behind this offensive line, and already has played sixteen games. Like, and he's the fifth leading rusher. That tells you how rushing yards have changed and adjusted when it comes to players and volume and accumulation of stats and stuff across the, the new age NFL, and that kind of leads into the future discussions that we will get into next week about Derrick Henry's future, the Titans offensive future and all that stuff. But Sam, before we hear about Derrick Henry's favorite moment, Tony Dew's favorite Derrick Henry moment, our favorite moment, y'all's favorite moment watching on Facebook and YouTube, by the way, like the show. We need a lot more likes here on the show uh, because uh, for whatever reason, we're talking about the King and we need more likes on the show. So, I kind of was thinking, listening to Derek talk about, you know, my eight years here, my eight seasons here. It made me think, and Bork uh, was on it earlier. He said, Henry has been around for A to Z, uh, for a to Z since basically the beginning of the company. Oh, Sam, everybody. I mean, this, like, I remember walking up to the Williamson County clerk's office to go file the A to Z media LLC paperwork on August 26th, of 2016, that was like the end of Derrick Henry's rookie training camp. And so, you know, we were doing radio during the 2016 draft. We let go, we got let go from that radio station during that summer. And that training camp was our first training camp on our own. And one of the first videos we posted on YouTube that got any type of views whatsoever was Derrick Henry being God awful at running back drills. 
Like Sly Croom, old Titans running back coach, former head coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, a coaching legend, was chewing Derrick Henry out for his inability to do cone drills, to do any type of running back individual drills. And that video went for like 50,000 views. And Zach and I were like, oh, that's awesome. Like, Look at this. Look at our, our brand new channel. We're, we're doing something here. And so that was the beginning of A to Z. It was the beginning of Derrick Henry. He was wearing the jersey number two. Uh, at that point in training camp. And so the the irony and just to kind of like, I woke up to that, that thought of A to Z sports and Derrick Henry in the NFL career have been literally aligned. And I don't know, it, it, I, I know Derrick Henry has helped us a ton because the Tennessee Titans were five and 27 uh, in the two seasons before uh, we formed our own company. Since then, they've been, Nine and seven, nine and seven made the playoffs. Nine and seven missed the playoffs. Nine and seven went to the AFC championship game. Uh, 10 and six won the division. 12 and five won the division and the one seed before, you know, bottom, you know, seven and 10. And now here we are, right? So, like, the difference of all of that, right? The, the, the attention that we were able to get as an individual independent media outlet with, me at 26 years old and Zach at like 28 or whatever he was for us to be able to, to gain some traction. A lot of that was because Derrick Henry became a badass running back and he didn't become a badass running back until 2018. So it was a couple of years into it. And, but there was a lot of conversations that we've had about Derrick Henry's social posts about Derrick, him sharing some of our stuff, all this, you know, everything. I'm kind of like, Whoa, this is really something that I don't, I don't need to take for granted today because if it is the last game for Derrick Henry, you know, if I could talk to Derrick in, in a random setting uh, that I don't know if it's ever going to happen, you know, I, I think I'd like to be able to express that type of gratitude for, hey, man, like you changed our lives as a company that allowed us to hire Sam and allowed us to hire everybody that we've had. And, and just kind of a little bit of a reflection that I've had. Um, in this lot, the last like 35 minutes since Sam and I playing the show this morning. Yeah. I think so much of, uh, you know, uh, you, uh, you ever heard the phrase, right? Luck is when uh, opportunity meets preparation. Uh, yeah, but sure. a, a, a big key of that is opportunity. And, and so much, I think of getting involved in uh, a wild business that is sports media and finding something that is successful is can can be lucky can be finding that one team or that one player that people have uh an infatuation with to build and drive things and so derrick henry i think for so many i mean not even just titans media but the titans in general like have been put on the map as a as a notable nfl franchise from derrick henry almost single-handedly i mean uh, austin i have the experience of not being from the Nashville area, watching NFL football pretty casually throughout my childhood and then growing into a bigger NFL fan as I got older. And the Titans were always, like the Titans were that team or if you ask me, name the most irrelevant or most random team that you could possibly name in the NFL. Throughout my entire life, it was probably, oh, the Tennessee Titans. Who, who knows about anything about the Tennessee Titans? They were so <laughs> irrelevant to me in every which way. They didn't feel like an NFL team. And over the last six or seven years, with King Henry being the brand of Tennessee Titans football, this has grown into, honestly, a run that they've had as a franchise that not many franchises have of what you mentioned, playoffs, playoffs, competitive for the playoffs, you know, AFC championships, one seeds, like a five, six-year run that was ultra competitive. But they're getting a new stadium They've become such a staple of Nashville's identity of like a go-to thing that everybody wants to do is people migrate here to Nashville, a, a team that I think people nationally view as very relevant to the NFL landscape now. And a lot yeah. of that started with Derrick Henry. So I, I think for A to Z sports, for the Titans organization, for Titans fans, for the city of Nashville, for anybody in the media that covers the Titans, Derrick Henry is somebody that you cannot take for granted because he put a lot of extra people on the map 
with him. And so, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure that if this is his final game with the Titans coming up this Sunday, that I got to spend my first two years on an NFL beat covering a future Hall of Famer that was one of the absolute best of his generation at what he does. So cannot take it for granted. And I think uh, there's a lot of similarities to the growth of A to Z sports, to the growth of the organization and, and the city as a whole. And that is what makes Derrick Henry so special to this community. Yeah, no doubt. And before everybody gets triggered uh, by Sam saying the Titans were relevant in his uh, ch- Chicago childhood, I, that was the case because like uh, not what they did in 99, not what Steve McNair, Eddie George, Javon Kirsch, Frank Whitecheck, Keith Bullock, um, and those gr- Brad Hopkins and Blaine Bishop and all those guys, Derek Mason, what they did in the early 2000s. It's what happened from like 2007 <laughs> to like 2016. It's that decade of ridiculous crap uh, that the Titans were relevant, which is when Sam was kind of becoming uh, a sports fan. So with that, uh, we're going to hear from Derek Henry on what his favorite run and when he was asked about that. We're also here from Tony Dews and we'll ask you guys, what is your favorite Derek Henry moment over his eight years as a Titans running back? What is your favorite Derek Henry moment? over the last eight seasons uh, with the King wearing 22 into in two-tone blue. But first, I want to tell everybody about Krebs Kubota. They are Middle Tennessee's preferred equipment provider and where you should go for all of your equipment needs. KrebsKubota.com, excuse me, is their website. They are an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across the entire mid-state, Columbia, Franklin, Murfreesboro, uh, for all of what you need from your, your mowers, your trimmers, the small equipment you need around your house, for those projects that uh, need to happen in the spring, or if you've got land out there in the county, uh, then you can go get everything you need to get done there, big or small, with Krebs Kubota. An elite Kubota dealer means they have the best equipment in the industry, also the best warranties with said equipment in the industry as well. And the Krebs family, they truly uh, mean it when they strive for customer service to be the best it can possibly be to make sure that you're comfortable with your purchase, with your rental, with your equipment, with how to work it, with what you need next and to get you set up for that. And when something goes wrong, they're right there to help you out too. KrebsKubota.com is where to go. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with the BetMGM app and get up to $1,500 in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. That's a second chance to win big, up to $1,500. And whatever that first wager amount is goes back into your account, even if you lose when you sign up with the bonus code ATOZ Sports. Do your sports betting with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM and BetMGM.com. Uh, real quick, Brandon says, uh, Kubota is such a fun word. Uh, you're right. I have a lot of fun saying Kubota every day. Um, so uh, like, so we asked you guys, what's your favorite Derrick Henry moment? We'll get to those here in a second. Uh, and Derrick Henry was asked about his favorite moment uh, by Terry McCormick yesterday. He told me to ask later on uh, a few weeks ago when I asked this, what has been your favorite run or moment since in the time you've been here? Just- Ask me after Sunday, on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> still, still got another Yeah, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see after Sunday. How are you going to celebrate your birthday? Uh, thank God for another one. Um, uh, probably get a, some cupcakes or uh, a birthday cake um, for my girl. My, my daughter's already been talking about it since she woke up, and um, she'll probably blow out the candles, probably be a little spit on there because she she's always <laughs> – <laughs> She's always excited for it. So, yeah, just thank God for another one and um, yeah, spending time with my girl and my daughter and um, wake up tomorrow and see another day. Derek right, so- also showed up to the podium and was like, I was expecting gifts. Where are my gifts? I need presents from everybody. <laughs> and, and was uh, awaiting his birthday presents, which was funny. Yeah, I, I wanted to keep that in there about you know his daughter and the cupcakes and the spit and stuff because like, that also shows the evolution of Derrick Henry over eight years because there's no way in hell that Derrick Henry would have offered that up and told and been that fun at the podium or earlier on in his career when it was just like I'm here, this is what I'm supposed to do. I want to answer your questions, but I'm going to speak really quietly. Uh, but I, I did think that was great. So uh, now let's hear from running backs coach Tony Dew on his uh, favorite. Runs here is Tony Deuce. There's been there's, there's there's been a lot of 
obviously a lot of good ones. Um, and I think the obvious one is the 99 yarder. Uh, and for me, n histor historically, obviously it's only been done twice, but I think that was the moment that I feel like changed everything for him because from that run on, he's been on a, he went on an unbelievable, it's been on an unbelievable, unbelievable uh, run for himself, uh, as well as helping this team uh, to achieve uh, some of the things that we've achieved as an organization. But, so I think, I mean, it's ironic because you go back, if you remember, he didn't even start that game. He was not a starter. Dion started the game uh, and he went in because we were on the one yard line and we were going to run the ball. And he pops out of it. And obviously, there was a lot of broken tackles. And I mean, the run itself was a, was unbelievable. Uh, but then I think from, I don't know if it was like whatever happened, but from that moment on, he continued to, to grow, continue to get better, obviously. And then uh, the rest is what you could say is history. It, that was an awesome conversation I got to have with Tony Dews yesterday, Austin. I, it, because Derek won't reminisce, I decided I'm going to go to the one guy who has been lockstep through just about all of Derek's highs and lows over the last five or six years. Uh, and I thought that was a, a tremendous answer from Tony uh, because of uh, a play that obviously everybody remembers, mm -hmm. but a play that that's, did start the reign of King Henry and was the beginning of what has been the, the hall of fame stretch that we've now all gotten to witness. And uh, yeah, also funny. Cause I, I knew, but I'd kind of forgotten about the existence of Dion Lewis, to be honest. It just like, yeah, wasn't right? really like, wasn't something you think about, but he's like, yeah, Derek wasn't even the starting running back. And then next thing you know, it's like that run and boom, he's here. And, uh, you know, hasn't looked back since. Yeah, in that game, Derek had four touchdowns. Uh, Derek Henry had 17 carries for 238 yards and averaged 14 yards a carry, four touchdowns. That one was 99. He also had like a 50-yarder where he just like torched Jalen Ramsey around the corner that was also pretty iconic too. And I remember, Sam, like speaking of like the A to Z thing, the next day, that was a Thursday night football game. The next day, Friday morning, Zach and I were broadcasting live from Wilson County Hyundai talking about oh my gosh where did this come from and what is that uh going to project Derrick Henry into being and and Tony Dews was exactly correct so we ask you guys what is your favorite Derrick Henry moment uh Denise says so emotional uh why cry uh to the king uh so uh Sam I'll send you the chat on Facebook and YouTube uh to see what people's favorite moments are I've got one that I settled on between two uh but uh, I'll let you go to the chat first Yes, yeah, Scott says it's the 99-yard run against the Jaguars. John is uh, with them as well. Luman says it's uh, the passing touchdown. I, which one? We've got a couple of them, but probably maybe the initial one, maybe the one in the playoffs, but a passing touchdown for uh, for Luman. Danny says the Josh Norman stiff arm because nobody deserved it more. Jake is with him. The and real quick, that play does not exist. That was a play not, not, that not. was there was a five yard uh, procedure penalty. Oh on, yeah, on Buffalo, and that they that Is play that did not exist. So you'll have to. Uh, my timelines are all jacked up with this, but is this the same game as the Taylor Luan Josh Norman? Uh, no, that was when he was playing with Washington. Oh, that was so that so that's before. So there was already some tension with Josh Norman. Yes, the, the Josh Norman game you're talking about with Lawan playing the fiddle. Yeah, he's uh, on Washington, the tiny, and then he would. That was two weeks after the Jags' 99 yard game, and then you had the COVID season is when he is when he buried, does the bills. When Henry buried Josh yeah. Norman with the Bills. Yeah, okay, but that game didn't that, that play didn't count because they replayed the down or the, oh, it the counted. Titans, I mean, it no, wasn't. It did. No, I'm saying it counted because it was a six-yard run that nobody gives a shit about, right? But yeah, it, but that's the but thing. It's, it, it's the the no, moment of the. It didn't go in the stats. The yeah, game, the right. play, the play was redone. To. Nobody yeah. cared about the six yards he picked up. Everybody just cared about the photo op of watching Josh Norman horizontal, like 
laying down horizontal across Derrick Henry midair as he just runs past him. Uh, that yeah. that was the moment that everybody captured. I see a lot of 99 yarders. It's really hard to uh, go against that Thursday night run against the Jags, the Norman run, the stiff arm against Norman. Darren says the stiff arm against Norman. Eric says the run to finish the game versus the Ravens in the playoffs. Um, Edward says the carry that gets him the franchise rushing record, uh, kind of waiting on a future carry for Derek. Oh, man. Um, let's see. There we have stiff arming Norman DeMars, more 99 yard runs. Uh, the final game where he got 2000. Uh, Henry is the secret quarterback. The first passing touchdown against the Ravens, jump past the Corey Davis against the Ravens, destroying Baltimore in the playoffs. Uh, taking us to the AFC championship game and the stiff arm against Norman and that, that one lions player. Uh, does yeah. anybody even remember who that was? The guy that on the lines that got stiff armed. Um, let's see. Uh, actually, yes. uh, I believe his name was Alex Myers or Alec Myers. Oh, there you go. Um, I see one comment that says Earl Thomas. I see. Uh, let's see. Not sure I see anything else. I mean, it's a lot of 99 yard runs, Austin. It's hard not to pick that because it was. Um, somebody uh, said, uh, where did it go? Somebody mentioned the um, over, yeah, here, Jeremy, the overtime game winning walk off touchdown run in Baltimore in 2020. And I heard Mike Keith on with Buck on the zone yesterday. And that is Mike Keith's favorite uh, Derek Henry run is the walk off 30 plus yarder overtime run. Uh, against Baltimore uh, with nobody in the stadium. Like that was like COVID year. Baltimore had zero human beings in the stadium that were not working personnel there. So that's a good one. Sam, I had mine come down to two. And I'll tell you the one first that did not make my best favorite moment. But my second one was that last Houston Texans game in the 2020 season where the Titans won the AFC South and Derrick Henry simultaneously eclipsed 2,000 yards. Because in that game, the Tennessee Titans had to beat the Texans to win the division for the first time in a long time, I believe 2008. So they go into this game. Houston was kind of reeling, but Deshaun Watson was talented. Derrick was within striking distance of 2,000, but they had to win the football game. And Derrick Henry ran for 250 yards and two touchdowns in that game. And it wasn't to just get them or him the 2,000 yards. They needed all 250 to win the division because they won that game 41 to 38. Sam Sloman with the bank shot field goal to win the AFC South. And Derrick Henry, like on everything he had, right? 34 carries for 250 yards, two touchdowns to get the Titans a division win and to eclipse 2,000 yards. That was that was my number two, my number two play. Yeah, I have a couple that were all uh, runner-ups to me as well. The Norman one pops to mind as like not a great, like it just is an iconic, everybody was like, did you see what Derrick Henry just did? Uh, the 2019, or sorry, the, uh, the 99 yard run against Jacksonville was, I think the moment that as Tony do said, everybody was like, what, what did the, like who Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry's turning into a great running back. And it was the culmination of like expectations that existed year after year after year, like up to that point of waiting for Derrick Henry to pop waiting for this to go. Everybody knew how much physical ability was there. Um, and even just like nationally, Derrick Henry was, people were waiting on it because like you get fantasy football and all that stuff. People would draft Derrick Henry every year, be like, this is the year he takes off, right? And then you end up sitting there with him on your bench because he's not getting the line share of the carries. I remember I had Derrick Henry for that game in fantasy. I was, I don't even remember where I was at the, that time, but it was like the first round of the playoffs or whatever. He puts up two, two thirty and four touchdowns or whatever, goes for 50-something points, and everybody said, yeah, there's the moment Derrick Henry became an RB1 and one of the league's top guys. Uh, 
another one that I have to mention is 53 yards, I believe it is, against the Houston Texans in the final game in week 17. Not the week that he went for 200 plus and won them a division, but the the year he first won his first rushing title, he capped it off with like a last second big run to ice the game, win the rushing title. Um, so those are all ones that come to mind that are not my number one moment. Yeah. Um, and Caleb says, this feels like a eulogy. I hate this. I, I I'd said that to Sam. I was like, I feel like all of Titans national media is doing Derrick Henry eulogies uh, today. But look, I mean, I, I think I would rather do this and Derrick Henry come back next year than not do this and Derrick Henry be not back next year. Right? Yeah. Like that's how I would say uh, about and- that. Bork says uh, if when Derek Henry gets into the Hall of Fame, should they make a bust of his head or his arm? His head. And then the Titans need to build the Derrick Henry statue at the new stadium of him yeah. stiff-arming Josh Norman. Or, mm, all right, here's the question for the chat. Impromptu mm. question. Derrick Henry gets one statue at the new Titans stadium. Is it him stiff-arming Josh Norman? And you see the player going horizontal across him, and it's that iconic freeze frame. Or is it Derrick Henry beating his chest with a pair of hands doing the crown behind him? Is it him getting crowned by somebody, Ooh. or is it the Josh Norman stiff arm? That that is a tough one. I don't know what I'd rather see on a statue. I mean, the picture I use for the graphic is a pretty good statue type picture, too. Well, yeah, but I feel like it needs to be something like iconic here. Right? Yeah, and, and, but, need... and so I picked that picture for a reason because that picture was from the game that I have my favorite Derrick Henry moment. And it was the Earl Thomas stiff arm against the Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs and the performance that was Derrick Henry going for 195 after going for 180 against the Patriots the week before and the Titans blowing out uh, Lamar Jackson, MVP, and the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore to go to the AFC Championship game. And the stiff arm from to Earl Thomas's back, turning him in to a lead blocker for a few yards and literally ended Earl Thomas's career. <laughs> like, Earl Thomas, after that moment, did not have another positive experience in the NFL. He was donezo. It, it got weird with Earl Thomas real quick. Yeah, and you can Google weird. Earl Thomas and his brother or whatever well, uh, and yeah. at your own discretion, not Family on your work show. computer. Family um, show, yeah. Yes, yeah, not <laughs> on your work computer. But Derrick Henry just, just little boying uh, Earl Thomas near that sideline and that moment, because I'm thinking of, okay, where was I? Because I – think of all of these big moments from Derrick Henry and where were you? What, what area were you in physically and then mentally? Because physically uh, Zach and I were at the mainstay where we did all those game day shows for years. And then where was I mentally? I was, the Titans are winning this game. They're going to the AFC championship game. Derrick Henry has run for nearly 400 yards. The last two playoff games, they've got AJ Brown. They've got a legit defense. They can beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs next week. Oh my God, the Titans are going to the Super Bowl, and I am too to cover it. <laughs> That's exactly where I immediately jumped to uh, after Derrick Henry stiffed arm Earl Thomas. Later on, he had another 66 yard run. Then he threw the jump pass to Corey Davis, which I think could be another statue option, is the jump pass formation. Uh, but I think that is my favorite Derrick Henry moment of the posterizing of Earl Thomas and what it represented for the Titans upset, like a 13 and a half point underdog uh, against the Baltimore Ravens as a wild card team with the MVP who had the one seed just stonewalling them. And that entire game was, was epic from the Tennessee Titans from Kevin Byard's interception on Lamar early uh, from Jonu Smith's touchdown catch, from Khalif Raymond bomb from Ryan Tannehill to uh, David Long Jr. and Jarrell Casey blowing up some run plays on fourth down to Derrick Henry bodying everybody and the jump pass to Corey Davis for the icing on top. That it just made everything was like holy bleep 
the Titans are about to shock everybody in a dominant fashion. Yeah. Um, so I guess then your answer to the statue question is you want to, you want a stiff arm on the statue. Is that your, I don't know. I'll have to think. Cause I, there's a lot. Of I really... think my I, legitimately unbiased, not a Titans fan, legitimately probably one of my top three iconic celebrations in sports is Derrick Henry being crowned by a teammate after he scores a touchdown. I For think sure. that is, so sick, so clever, so unique. Like, uh, whether it be Corey Davis or AJ or NWI or Tannehill, whatever, uh, maybe you don't even need another player. Maybe you just, maybe it's a generic player that you uh, you have doing it or something like that. But on Derrick Henry's statue, I feel like it needs to have somebody putting the crown. No, I, I do think that's the best statue option. That uh, is such like, I, I, I love it. I think it's the coolest thing that has existed in like NFL branding for him being King Henry and having like, it's awesome. And, and I think when you remember him, that's a great way for Titans fans to remember him for sure. Uh, so that I'm just, that's my idea. I just thought of it right now. And if it ever, uh, maybe I'll put in word to, Miss Amy, next time I see her walking around, it's like, hey, if you're building something around the new stadium. Um, Austin, my moment, we've already mentioned briefly. Um, weird that it's my moment because I don't think it's the best run. I don't think it's the most iconic run. It's not the most electric or, or even necessarily memorable, but it's the one that for whatever reason sticks out in my brain. Um, and it is against the Baltimore Ravens. And it's the overtime run that you mentioned that uh, I didn't even know was Mike Keith's favorite run as well to cap off a regular season game. And the reason why is because of what you said, where were you? Uh, That's the one Derrick Henry run that I just, I remember exactly where I was watching it live when it happened. Um, And I remember all of the feelings. I I had a weird relationship with the Titans at the time because I was in between when I lived in Chicago, I loved the Titans. I, I was a huge, I always rooted for the underdog and the little guy. I always rooted for those weird teams, those irrelevant teams to me. It was like, I love the Jaguars too, but I'm like, put the Jags in the playoffs. I'm rooting for the Jags, put the Titans in the playoffs. I'm rooting for the Titans. I liked it when teams that hadn't had a ton of success recently yeah. found success. And so I, I was a big Titans guy thought their branding was very cool. I liked them. And then I got down to Tennessee and I was kind of like, you know, there's some clever, like there's some jarring back and forth with Titans fan friends where I'm like, like, God, the bears are better than the Titans. We're kind of going back and forth. And the bears had some pretty good years in 18 and 19 as well. And there was some, still some expectations for the bears in 2020. And Titans fans obviously had expectations up here in 2020 after going to the AFC championship game. I remember watching the Titans start to slowly unravel a little bit that year. They started off so hot. They got off to this big, like, I think they started five and O or four and O or something. Yeah. Had been scuffling, lost some games that they should have won. They were six and four at the time. Titans fans are feeling like, man, this is not the type of thing that we need to get going. And I was watching with a couple Titans fans, friend of mine, uh, Titans fan friends of mine were watching the game and watching Derrick Henry run it to the left, set the edge, burst down the side, then just sidestep everybody. And he's gone into the, into the end zone. Boom. Game over. Just like that. Dunzo. See you later was the moment that I went, man, this guy can legitimately carry this team to a Super Bowl. That was the first time that I said, you're going up against Baltimore. And none of it mattered because they were able to give the ball to number 22. And and when Titans fans were on the brink of six and five and choking away this great start to the season, Derek said, give me the ball, watch this. And and I I just, it lives in my brain as like a famous Derek Henry calls game type of uh, moment that, is one of my is my favorite run that I've ever watched of his, especially because it's one of the ones I think I was for sure watching live, and I don't remember mm. necessarily watching some of these other ones live. 
Yeah, uh, th- I mean, th- there's a ton, and uh, I'm excited to see what Derrick Henry says after that game. Uh, let's get we got a couple super chats <clears throat> around the Derrick Henry conversation. Uh, that we get to, then we get to a Will Levis update. Darren says, Google Derrick Henry right now, and you'll see Norman sideways, super uh, manning to the sidelines, uh, peak Henry moment. <clears throat> no doubt about that. <clears throat> and then Juan comes in and says, and then Vrabel's ego got in the way against the Chiefs. Yeah, if you want to go down memory lane, uh, Dean Pease apparently not calling the defensive plays for the Titans in that AFC title game against the Chiefs. And, uh, I don't know if that's Vrabel's ego getting away, but it, you know, Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes things, uh, running by uh, an injured Rashawn Evans uh, to set up a touchdown late. It was just really uh, a tough thing to see, but they were so close and it was such a magical ride through the, the last three to four weeks of that season and playoff run uh, that was, you know, made possible by Derrick Henry being untackleable for three or four consecutive weeks there at the end of the regular season, any of the playoffs. So uh, a lot of incredible Derrick Henry moments. And look, I, I'm very interested to see uh, what Sunday's like. And I will say what I said earlier. I, I hope Titans fans show up and I hope Nissan stadium is a great environment for the potential of Derrick Henry's last game. And along with, I need, a, t- I need a touchdown and I need, yeah. I need Henry chance and I need uh yeah, that, that would be a great way like, hope, uh, whether or not the Titans win the game, I, I don't know. I'm not sure Titans fans even really care. But, like, you'd like to have one or two Derrick Henry moments uh, in this game to uh, really appreciate it. And I, I'm I'm really curious. I'm hopeful. Titans, if you're listening, introduce the offense. Introduce the yeah, offense. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. They have to. They absolutely have I to. I mean, they, they – hey, they switch it up sometimes. Uh, and hey. they mess it up sometimes. So, introduce the offense – let Derrick Henry uh, maybe go last and, and uh, you know, let the audience do their thing. But when they introduce the offense, who will be the quarterback announced? And Sam, we'll get to that here in a second. But first, tell everybody about the Bone and Joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute, they're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Don't fumble on your recovery. And whenever you get hurt in life, You have to know who to trust, and you can trust our folks at the Bone & Joint Institute. They have a state-of-the-art rehab facility located out in Franklin with everything you need to assist in your recovery, from clinic to rehab, surgery, imaging, testing. It's all in one spot at the Bone & Joint Institute. It's your one-stop shop, so you're not driving all over Middle Tennessee, point A to point B, to get to different appointments. Just go see them out in Franklin for good and reliable care from the best doctors in the game, and schedule your appointment at boneandjointtn.org. All right, and as always, you got to make sure you check out BetMGM. Download that app. Use our bonus code ATOZ Sports, uh, and you get up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. That's only when you set up with our bonus code ATOZ Sports with the BetMGM app and win big. As always, uh, BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Twenty-one or older. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification. Other requirements. First online room window only. Awards issued non-double bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem games, support call Tennessee Redline eight hundred eight eight nine ninety-seven eighty-nine. Sam, uh, let's go to the uh, practice field because Will Levis was out there practicing on Thursday. Uh, and we'll play the video. We can talk over it, but with two bad feet, a bad left ankle and a bad banged up right foot, he's out there running around a little working through it. What did you see from, uh, Will Levis yesterday at the, on the practice field? Yeah. I mean, it looked a lot different than what I saw from him last week. This time last week, he was whipping around, bouncing dance into the music uh you know it looked like his normal healthy self going through drills at full speed uh this version of will levis i think you know while he was practicing it was good to see he, he a little more bit more ginger uh, on his leg i think he was protecting himself a little bit more so maybe more of a red flag for me personally as far as will he play or not Uh, I've been very clear on my stance on this, Austin, that I think if he's healthy, he should absolutely play. But I've also been very clear that if he is limited and protecting himself and he is looking kind of like walking around gingerly, like you kind of see there at some moments, uh, 
that it's it's not worth it and that that's not a formative rep or something that the Titans should do. So uh, right now, a, a, as things sit right now, if you ask me to predict, I would say Ryan Tannehill gets the ball and starts for the Titans on Sunday. We'll see how Will Levis looks today. Granted, we're not going to be able to watch him in drills today. He'll probably be out there stretching, and that will be it. That's kind of how Fridays work. So, uh, yeah, I think I lean towards Levis sitting in this game just because I was not convinced from what I saw at practice that he's 100% feeling good and, and healthy. All right, well, let's compare. Let's look at last Thursday when he was coming off the ankle injury. And this is last week, right before the foot injury. And let's see if we can feel the difference of energy between Levis with the left ankle only versus Levis with both. An interesting, like, obviously note here is which leg, right? And the ankle is on the left leg. And so I think he's able to plant with a lot more authority. He's able to move, move around. And that torque right there, that whip that you see, uh, is something that I don't think we really saw, or even the speed in some of these dropbacks with it being yeah. on his right leg, his plant leg of the foot. This one right here, this first rep, I put it at the front. This was the the damning one for me because he's a little look at the anyway. way he kind of hops off there. That he does that though, like he he kind of has that little like hop thing that he just kind of does. And I noticed that in training camp, even when he was healthy. And he's, he kind of does that weird little like quick step, like hop stuff quite often. Um, but I, there's I've, seen, definitely... I've seen this drill. I've seen him do this drill every yeah. day for five months now. And I think that this was less physical, less aggressive, not, not at full speed yep. to what I normally see. And I mean, I think we, I pulled, I mean, there's a chance that he still improves, right? That he feels good today and he plays. I just not, I'm not sure I've seen it. I knew yesterday, Wednesday afternoon, from the second I watched him in practice, I walked up that field, said he's starting on Sunday. No doubt in my mind. Uh, I'm not as, Wednesday. Last, last, last week. week. Okay, yeah, last week. last week. No, last week I saw him Wednesday. I saw him. That video that you just played of him doing those QB drills were was filmed on Wednesday of last week. I saw it. I walked up, said he's playing. No question. It, it's conversation open and shut because he looks like himself. He looks like he's looked all year. I I did not get that same overwhelming feeling of like, he's definitely playing this week. So we'll see. I mean, it's still very much a toss up to me about whether or not the Titans put him out there. All right, let's do that prediction. Let's ask the chat here. Prediction time. Not like, should he play? Should he not play? Because we've done that, you know, a dozen times already. And Sam had a, his fair share of hate on Sunday during the game day shows. And I took the beating on Tuesday after the new year uh, when I said it was the correct move to start him versus the Texans last week. But prediction, do you think the Titans will play him against the Jags? Not should they, in your opinion, but we're trying to predict the Titans because I, I feel like. Well, and let me say, go ahead. Yeah, well, let me say real quick, they've doubled down on everything that I think they should have doubled down on, which is, I mean, Tim Kelly talked about how important it is for him to play. I talked to Charles London yesterday, the quarterback coach, about why he feels like Will needs to play in this game if possible. So they've doubled down on their stance. You and I both believe that's the correct stance and the correct idea. Um, And I know chat doesn't disagree with that, but I do think that if he's healthy, the Titans are going to play and we just are not sure where that line is drawn by the organization. And so that's why we're asking the question today of, of where we think the Titans will fall on this come Sunday afternoon. All right. So what do you think? Uh, I guess I'll send you the chat first, the chat, like predicting what is the chat saying about this? Will the Titans start him or not? Uh, We've got, he doesn't play says Danny. No, unfortunately says John. No from Billy. No from Ashley and Brad. Jake says probably yes. Not a chance says Johnny. No from Albert. Yes. From Deborah. No from tighten up Richie, Jody and Titans. Kyle. Uh, I see a no from Willie. I see a yes from fade. I see uh, nope. It's Tannehill's last game Uh, from burning devil. uh, I see a no from Rooney. Uh, I see Let's see. Titans will start Levis from Roger. 
I see he won't play from Daniel uh, and that he would be the backup from Chris. And uh, Denise wants them to pl uh, play John Wick, <laughs> which, which is Ryan Tannehill. So, Austin, do the Titans play Will Levis on Sunday? I'm going to have multiple predictions here. Okay. You can call this a parlay with our friends at BetMGM. Okay? You can call this a parlay. So, I don't, I don't think Mike Vrabel will tell you guys this afternoon if no, Will Levis is I don't. I, I agree. He told us last week, or, or mm -hmm. gave us a pretty good indication. Yeah, she did tell us he was in line to start. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm going to my the first leg of my parlay. Mike Rabel will not say he say. Well, you know, we're going to see how he feels uh, going into it. There's no travel, right? They're at home. So my first leg of the parlay, Mike Rabel will not say one way or the other today after practice. The second leg of my parlay is Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport at some point Sunday afternoon slash Sunday evening will Saturday, report. Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, sorry, Saturday, uh, will report that Ryan Tannehill is likely to start for the Tennessee Titans uh, versus the Jags. The third leg of my parlay is that Will Levis will be the backup to Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis will be the inactive emergency quarterback. Those are my three-leg parlay on the Will Levis situation here. Uh, yeah, I agree with all of that. Uh, another thing that I forgot to mention that I think is an essential piece of information is that uh, Will Levis Wednesday, that video that we played, was leading off all of the Titans reps, all of the mm -hmm. quarterback drills and reps. He was taking third or second rep uh, uh, yesterday at practice. Ryan Tannehill was taking that first rep, usually an indicator of who's in line to be the starting quarterback. So last sure. week, Levis was first guy in yesterday. He was the third guy in, and then occasionally would bump in ahead of Malik and be the second guy in. And so I fully agree that he will be active on game day and Ryan Tannehill will be the starter. That's going to be my prediction as well as things okay. currently sit. And Billy says, I think Levis will be third. No, I think there is the side note. The Tennessee they Titans will be game, and so they're not the Tennessee Titans will be misusing the emergency quarterback rule if Will Levis is the third quarterback. Correct. You know, like right, right. Like the whole point of the third quarterback rule is that the only time that person can play is if the first two guys are deemed unhealthy to play. And so if Ryan Tannehill's he's a starter, got a pre-existing injury, you can easily rule Will Levis unhealthy to play if things are not going well. Yeah, like um, if, if something if Tannehill gets hurt and Levis is the backup, Levis goes in, he goes for a series, and ah, it's just not working. Okay, now you can rule Will Levis out, and now Malik can be your third emergency guy, and that's how that works, right? But if if Malik is the second quarterback. And something happens to Tannehill and Malik. Now you're putting in an already injured, recovering injured guy as your emergency last leg option. And that's just not how that should work whatsoever. So right. let's yeah. just go ahead and get out in front of that. If Will Levis is the inactive emergency quarterback, then the Titans are misusing the rule blatantly. And that needs to be paid attention to if it happens. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, I think he's the backup, and uh, Malik is the third string. That's what they've done all year. They want to win the football game, and uh, they definitely believe Tannehill and or Levis gives them the best chance to win that game over somebody like Malik Willis right now. All right, Sam, it is time for us to get the good news, but first, Farm Bureau Health Plans is where you should turn for your health coverage Lean and depend on Farm Bureau Health Plan, just like Tennesseans have been doing for over 75 years, regardless of your situation, your financial situation, your family situation, your job status, whatever it is, Farm Bureau Health Plans can make sure that they can help you get the right coverage for your health, uh, whether it's dental, vision, different variances of plans, different levels of coverage for you, and whatever that situation may be. Farm Bureau Health Plans across the entire state. They invest in the Titans. They invest in the Tennessee Vols, other colleges, high schools, and communities across the entire state. And get started. It's super easy. 
at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. And Sam, it is now time for good news. And as always, shout out Wilson County Hyundai to make them a part of your new car buying process. Go see Payne Bone, our buddy and his team in Lebanon or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Good news for the chat. Bring it. It's Friday. It's the first good news of 2024. So share your good news. We will share our good news uh, and ride into the weekend. Although, Sam, you do have Titans at 2 this afternoon. Uh, after Titans practice. So you'll be back before. Uh, Might be a bit delayed Titans at two. We've got some scheduling conflicts we'll have to figure out, but. Okay. You know. Titans at two. This afternoon. It might be another Titans at two at four. I don't know, but sometime this afternoon uh, we'll have a, a show for Titans. No, at two. Titans at two Pacific time. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe that, maybe I'll have to put that in the, in the title because every time somebody's like, I thought this was Titans at two. It's like, we've been over this guy's. Sometimes I, I'm I'm not uh, readily available at two o'clock because I'm doing some other uh, thing with practice or the team, or I'm in the locker room at two o'clock and I can't always be alive from the locker room ever. Actually, I could never be live from the no. locker room. We could try it one time, but I'd probably get shut down pretty quickly. Yes, you'd be banned. All right, so <laughs> Sam, I'll, I'll send you to the chat. Uh, good news from the chat today. Yeah, good news from the chat today. We've got uh, Ronnie says good news. All the tailgaters out there uh, for the great one will be back Sunday. Uh, let's see. We've got good news. Um, Jason says I've gained a lot of weight over the holidays. Now he has a good reason to exercise. There you go. Uh, nice. Getting that, getting in the gym uh, in the new year here. Uh, Denise says good news. Henry could be back next year. Jeff says double good news. The Colts are. Playing for the playoff Saturday night in Ohio State, got Will Howard, so he's uh, doing a victory lap there. Um, let's see, we got uh, good news. Uh, Zach and his dad are heading to the Titans game on Sunday. That'll be a nice little uh, Acme, Acme rooftop. Yeah, come see before, us at Acme. Jack and I'll be down is there. What you're saying, yeah. or after? Huh? Are you saying before yeah. or after? Either, both. Sure. There you go. All right. Well, hey, Zach, uh, Austin will be at Acme. Uh, let's see. Uh, Darren says, good news. This season is almost over. Just one more game to go. Uh, we've got uh, good news. It's Nico time in Tennessee from Mr. Jones. He's uh, loving what he saw from Nico. I'm sure you are too, Austin, after that oh, game yeah. victory. Um, let's see what else we got. Hmm. Good news. Uh, Roger says he moved to a good part of Tennessee. Good news, uh, Amanda won't have to watch this team soon uh, and says uh, the uh, you know, she's pumped about that. Real quick, Nick did have a question, side question about, did I ever do a video on draft tiebreakers? Guess what Titans at two on, baby? Titans Ooh. at two is going into the, I, I went into the weeds, did multiple hours of research on, on draft tiebreakers. So, Nick, that's coming up this afternoon. Uh, if you can't join me live for it, it will be on YouTube as part of Titans at 2 on the A to Z Sports YouTube channel. Uh, Sam's uh, good news is that the cousin, his cousin is getting married in Boca Raton this weekend, which is uh, sweet. Uh, I have two things of good news, Austin. I'll start with my baby good news, which, uh, you know, I'm just, I have to throw this out there. It's a Big Ten, uh, Big Ten, uh, Big Ten national championship game. That's Big crazy. Ten title game. That's crazy. It's two Big Ten teams it's in the title game. Big Ten. Well, not yet. They're not well, officially Big Ten. I'm just the Pac-12. Look, the Pac-12 needs this. Some are some are saying that SEC's on the hot seat with a couple Big Ten teams in the championship game. That that's just what people are talking about. So I I had to throw that out there. It was good news there. Uh, and Michigan beat Bammer, uh, which was. Great for me. Was pumped about that. Good for my narratives. Mm. Um, my other good news is that I'm moving right after the uh, last Titans game of the season and locker room cleanout day and Black Monday and some of the uh, like the residual few days after the season ends covering all the stuff that's going to come out. I will mm -hmm. be trying to find a day next week to move into my new apartment, which has been sitting empty for the last 
five days of January <laughs> since I started paying rent on the place. So I need to uh, get in there so that I'm not paying for somewhere I'm not inhabiting. But uh, hopefully pretty soon I'm moving and I'm, I'm pumped to move. Great location and uh, yeah, a l- little bit of a, a, a needed change of scenery for me. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, so no more dogs barking above you. No more Correct. your car getting towed because of they're trying to pay the parking lot and didn't tell you yeah. about it. To to Correct. Town. Yeah, uh, no, no, a lot, lot of things. No more battling Green Hills traffic through Hillsborough Road that makes you late for a press conference or an availability, right? Yeah, because that. because for whatever reason, one day the entrance to the highway off Hillsborough Road is shut down. And so uh, then you're just stuck in cars for like 50 minutes or if there's an accident and you can't get out. Hillsborough Road's a nightmare. No more of that. Uh, I, I have a gym in my building now, which will be uh, like nice. That's a, That's a win for me that I, you know a convenience that I think uh, will be nice. So yeah, there, Hey, there's a, a lot of pluses. I'm excited to make the transition. There you go. All right. Real quick. Jeff says, Austin, you know, damn well, you'd say it's all sec. If it was Bama, Texas. No, I, I wouldn't have because I was making fun of the potential of people to say, Texas can be the SEC's representation if Bama and Georgia both got left out. So I made the joke at the SEC, and I don't think SEC pride is a smart thing. I think it's stupid. It's bad for my alma mater, the Tennessee Volunteers, for Georgia or Alabama or Florida or anybody across the SEC to have any type of success. It was bad for Tennessee that Missouri beat Ohio State. It's not good. It's bad. I don't give a damn about the SEC's bowl record. Uh, it does not matter. All that matters is that Nico uh, had three rushing touchdowns against the defense. He gave up four rushing touchdowns all season. And do, then the balls beat I will, I will say Iowa this. 35-0. Do that's we all think that matters that's, That might be different. I normally would kind of agree with you. That might be different now with the 12-team playoff moving forward. Because I do think you could be – uh, a three loss Tennessee team and get in the playoff as number 11 or as number 10, simply off of the fact that we play in the sec and look how good the sec has I mean, done in the college football playoff in the past. I, yeah, I, 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 I think, legitimately yeah. think that there is something to that where normally I get it right in an NIL world and a recruiting like craziness, right? The, the more that the rest of the teams in your conference are thriving and you're not on their level, that that's bad, right? No, <laughs> like I, if, here's here's a way to put it. Like if Tennessee's in the situation to be in the conversation of the top 12 or seating within it or in the bubble to get in, and it's the last week of the regular season, and Florida's playing Florida State, and Tennessee's played Florida and beaten Florida, and other teams on Tennessee's schedule that you have beaten are playing a game. Yeah, I would want Florida to beat I, Florida State to improve the strength of schedule. There are situations I where I can say that. But I think that carries over year to year now. And I think you see it ah. when you look at the the committee recruiting, always the committee recruiting is everything. The, committee the worst thing that could have happened was Georgia winning a national title. The committee loves the SEC even when they suck and they go under 500 against the ACC and Big Ten like they did this year. They still favor the SEC. The more success the SEC has, the more favor they're going to get from the committee and bulk committees and other teams moving forward. So I do think there is something to – Hey, if, if three three SEC teams make the twelve team college football playoff and they all win their first round game and they're all going to like the semifinal or something next year, the SEC's fourth team might get a little bit more favor to potentially get in uh, than it would the year before. I think there is something to that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a new system. We'll like a big, like for like for a Big Ten fan, right? If 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 Ohio State and Michigan starting next year in the 12 team playoff if Ohio State and Michigan go to like the college football semifinal or final even and they both make runs every year you are more likely to see that third best team in the Big 10 sneak into the back end of that top 12 because people will ha- there will be a reputation of well Michigan and Ohio State are in that uh, same elite conversation I mean but that's that's I I disagree because now every year there's 25 kids in the transfer portal for just about every school and, and, every, and teams change uh, more year to year than they used to. So I don't think that necessarily matters as much, but um, I get, I get your point, but I, I don't necessarily, I still think 
conference pride is a ridiculous thing to try to die on when it comes to the hill of college football discussion. But um, my good news uh, this week is that, you know, it, it is a, Derek Henry called it a, a long short season or a short long season one way or the other. And it is that it's the fact that we know when the Titans season is ending. Uh, that's the first time we've been able to say that in a long time since the 2016 season, the first time that we knew when the Titans year was going to end. And it is Sunday. Uh, it's also the last day that we'll be at Acme for this season. And I, I want to say to any, everybody who's come to Acme and said hey to us throughout the year, uh, everybody at Acme and everybody involved with our Titans game day coverage, um, it, there is a bittersweet a little bit of the last game of the season without a playoff opportunity hanging over. And so that is a little bit of a bummer, uh, but we are at Acme for the last time. And so if you want to go to the game or if you're not going to the game, come down to Acme uh, shout out spirited hive and ranch water been with us all season long for their game day specials to come see Jack and I down on the rooftop at Acme uh, for the season finale uh, to send Derek Henry and other Titans off potentially. Uh, it's more than just um, it's more than just Derek Henry, Ryan Tannehill, Danico Autry, other guys could be playing their last game in two tone blue. So that's one good news. And my other good news is uh, SEC basketball schedule starts on on Saturday, and Tennessee gets to host Ole Miss, which should be a very entertaining game. Uh, before we get into all the NFL playoff action, where there's chaos to ensue. So this is that's my yeah. double good news. This is my uh, this is my my prime right here. College basketball time, baby. I'm yeah, I'm in the thick of Big Ten season already, and I'm I'm loving it right now. So big, there hey, big one, big one for the Illini tonight. Number one, the number one Boilermakers might be going down at home. I'm just saying. There you go, Illini are uh, wagon well, right now. We'll see if it happens. But Sam, you'll be live later today for Titans at two. Pacific time, maybe uh, make sure you like the show here on Facebook and YouTube. Please hit that like button. We need as many likes as possible. Sam, we'll see you later on for some uh, draft order uh, situations. And then I'll see you on Sunday morning from Acme for our pregame show. Have a great start to your weekend. Appreciate it as always.